Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. What are the answers to life's most important questions? Actually, you can't avoid answering these questions because you already do. It happens simply by how you've chosen to structure your priorities, spend your money, and use your time. Tune in as we interview pastors and leaders throughout the valley discussing the must-answer questions. Welcome to The Form Show. Welcome to the Forum Show. Mark Lucas here. What a joy it is. Every single week you get to be with me right here on the Forum Show. And I've just been so encouraged. So many of you have reached out through social media or email and just thanked me for doing the show. Thank you for listening in. It's just, again, a joy to be able to come every Monday at 5 o'clock and to be able to spend time on radio together, on podcasts together. So the show really is all about knowing yourself and knowing that as we know ourselves, it's the beginning of all wisdom. So these questions that we get to ask each and every week to friends of mine, pastor friends of mine, business leader friends of mine, friends of mine, and people that I know here in the Valley, and they're not all like really, really close friends, but the guy today actually is a really good friend of mine, Justin, and I'll get into Justin in just a second. But these questions are really designed to allow us to really experience this life that God wants for us. God wants us to have this abundant, full life, a life that we are full of joy, full of happiness. And again, we're going to go through trials. We're going to go through suffering. But at the end of the day, Jesus promised us that we would have an abundant, full life. So these questions will be catalytic and so important for us as we examine ourselves, as we really challenge ourselves. Challenge equals change. We challenge ourselves to keep growing. We challenge ourselves to keep striving to really draw closer to Christ in this beautiful relationship, knowing that God loves us so much. So in the heels of all that, I'm here today with my good friend. I've already said that, good friend. I'll say it again, my good friend, Justin Farrell. We both had the privilege to serve together for a few years at Sun Valley Community Church. He has been now for, gosh, I think almost like six, seven years. He's been the Digital Marketing Consultant, CEO of JF Consulting. We've had the opportunity to do life together, to do kingdom work together. But most importantly, Justin would say this, he's a Christ follower. So Justin, thanks so much for being on the show today and spending time with me on the Form Show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. So glad you're here. We're going to jump right in and dive into these questions because there's so much that I want to get into. And even just based on yesterday's phone call, there's just so much that I want the listeners to hear that has come through your story, your struggles, your life, but has now made you who you are today. So the first question is this, Justin, specifically even the last year or so, how have you really positioned your life to continually be pushing yourself to grow and mature? Yeah, that's a great question, Mark. So um, about a year ago, um, I really came under the mindset of uh, if you stop learning, uh, you stop living. 
And so for me, uh, that's played into a lot of areas of my life. So that's played into health. That's played into uh, mental um, knowledge. And um, so about a year ago, I really picked up the uh, the goal of running. Mm. And so I was challenged by a friend uh, to run a half marathon uh, this past spring. And I uh, used to run a lot in high school. I took a break for quite a few years. And when this challenge came back around, I was like, you know what, I, sh- I should do this. I've really fallen off the bandwagon with exercise. Um, and uh, so I came up with this goal of running the half marathon. And through that process, uh, you can't just like wake up the next day and go run a half marathon. Uh, you have to like have incremental change. So I had to build I can't in. get up and like run down the street. That's how <laughs> out of shape I am. But keep going, seriously. And, and I'll, I'll, honestly, like already, I'm like, I'm so proud of you because running is, is just so mentally tough in so many reasons. It so is. go ahead. And that's a huge hurdle is just getting over the mental roadblock of it as well. Right. Um, but it really comes down to establishing those micro habits of like, I have to get up every day and I have to be intentional to go out and run. So I can't even get up and necessarily go run half, uh, like half, a, half a marathon, half a mile. Uh, so th- at first it was like, okay, I'm going to run for one minute and, and then I'll walk for a little bit and then I'll run another minute. And then every day continue to build upon that until eventually you can uh, go from couch to 5K, 5K to 10K, 10K to 15K, and then eventually the half marathon. And I still have the goal of running a full. Uh, we'll uh, get to that hopefully later this year. Um, but it takes a lot of uh, persistence and uh, accountability from others as well. Uh, but to stay on that uh, path of continually growing and pushing yourself every day to be better and to be better. Um, and so there's a lot that goes into that. It's not just, uh, it's not even just running. It's, you mentioned mental. There's a the huge mental roadblock of like, I can come up with any excuse I want to like not go running in the morning. Um, it could be, I'm just too tired. I don't want to wake up. Uh, it's too hot out. Um, especially here in Arizona. Um, it's, uh, I don't feel good or I've got plenty of other things I can do. Uh, but you really have to push through that. Um, and even when you're running, there's that mental hurdle of like, uh, why am I doing this? Like, this is terrible. Uh, at that, um, while I was running the half marathon, uh, I hit the mile 10 mark. And like, that was the worst mile because when I was doing my training runs, I, I never really ran more than 10 miles. So my, my goal was to be able to do that easily and then just push through for the next three miles for, to finish out. And I hit that 10 mile mark and my body was like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> it's supposed to be done by now. Uh, and so that next mile was the hardest. And then after that, you could see the finish line and you're like, okay, I can push through. I can keep putting one foot in front of the other. Um, so over the last year, uh, physical, uh, my physical health has taken a big, a, a big journey for me. Uh, and that's just one area that I've really tried to push and grow myself and to not let myself sort of fall off that bandwagon. Um, and I've seen so many rewards from that of, uh, increased energy, better sleep, more productivity at work. Um, making a better in- impact in God's kingdom for him because I have really been a wise steward of the resource he's given me with my body um, in the physical aspect. Um, through that too, like uh, from, the, from the knowledge aspect, I am a strong believer of um, continually pushing yourself to grow in that way as well. Uh, so for me, I, I try to read a book a week. Uh, that's, uh, that requires a lot of um, uh, persistence and uh, really building in that habit of reading every day. Did you say uh, a book a week? A book a week, yeah. I just made um, sure I heard it correctly. Yep, no, you heard it correctly. And and uh, I don't always accomplish that. Obviously, the, the book itself plays into that sometimes. I can't just sit down and read a thousand pages in a week. But um, is, it, is it a thin book? Like, 
no, 20 pages? No, no, no. They're two or 300 pages. Is it a magazine? No, 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 no. No, it's, I'm just they're graphic novels. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pictures. No. Um, but I, I love reading. I, I used to hate it. And the same thing. I just started to build that routine of uh, challenging myself to like, okay, I'm going to build this habit of reading every day. Uh, and start off with, uh, I'm just going to sit down and start reading. Like, I'm not going to say I'm going to read for an hour. Or I'm going to read a chapter. I'm just going to start reading until like, I don't really feel like it anymore. And then as I started to build that habit in place, then it became, okay, I'm going to read for, I'm going to read a whole chapter every day um, of the book. And, you know, average books have 10, 15 chapters in them. I can get a book in two to three weeks read at that, if I just do a chapter a week or a chapter a day. Right. Um, from there, it just became like, okay, uh, I, I really have this goal of reading a, a book a week. And so now when I pick up a book to read it, um, I, I look at it, okay, how many chapters is it? How many pages is it? How can I break this down to if I read over the next seven days to, to, to uh, accomplish the entire book? And the goal with that for me is not just to say that I can read a book a week, but it's really to continually grow myself in knowledge of areas that, that either I focus in or I don't focus in, but uh, of business, leadership, but even branching outside of that, of uh, the spiritual realm, uh, studying, uh, doing different studies through the Bible or reading different authors that specialize in that. Um, but even thinking through uh, and reading things that are uh, industries that I'm not connected to at all, but really just helps me grow my mindset and, and be more aware of general knowledge that exists in the world. And so by always pushing myself to keep growing, uh, I'm just expanding my, my knowledge base and, and hopefully increasing uh, wisdom that I have to offer down the road um, through that. There's so much I want to ask you, and just a couple points that I made as I was listening in. Again, we got Justin Farrell here on the Form Show, Mark Lucas, KPXQ. One of the things you said, Justin, was this, the mental hurdles to push through those daily and really create habits. What would you say to the listener that, I mean, because obviously we all want to grow. So in any area, I mean, I don't think any of us say, you know what, I just— I don't want to feel good physically. Like I just, I want to, I want to ache in the morning and throughout the day and have back pain. I mean, nobody says that. However, there's a, a lot of us and, and myself at times where we're just out of shape and our body isn't in great condition and we are aching. And the same is true mentally, spiritually, all of it emotionally. So how do you, what are some practical things that you've done? You've shared a few already. But I'm curious if you have maybe one or two more. What are some things you've done to really kind of push through those mental hurdles? Yeah, certainly. Um, for me, it, it all comes down to um, establishing daily habits, but also starting small with that. And so essentially, like, uh, when I say that I want to get healthy, and for me that was like I made that commitment of running the half marathon. Uh, like I mentioned, I you can't just wake up and the next day go run a half marathon. And if you can, I'm extremely jealous of you. Yeah. So... Um, but you have to break that down into really small micro steps. And, and that goes with any new habit that you want to establish. Um, essentially, the first step is really establishing that goal. Like, where, what's the end goal that I want to achieve? And so for me, it was running the half marathon. For me, it was re reading a book a week. Um, and so in order to get there, though, you can't, you can't just wake up and do that the next day. You have to say, okay, that's my end goal. What are some baby steps that I need to take and start building into my daily or weekly routines to get me to that goal? And, and start small. Uh, you don't want to overcommit yourself because then you're just going to drain yourself and you're not going to um, you're going to give up a lot easier. 
So by starting small and, and having little uh, little baby steps along the way. So I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to read for five minutes twice a week. I'm just going to start building in that habit of picking up a book and reading it. Um, then you do that for a few weeks, uh, and then you increase that a little bit, and you increase that some more. And same with running. I'm going to run for a minute, and I'm going to take a couple-minute break. I'm going to run for a minute, take a couple-minute break. And next week, I'm going to run for two minutes and take a couple-minute break. Mm-hmm. The week after that, I'm going to run a mile and, and then take a break and maybe do another mile. But I'm going to do that incrementally until I get up to the point of where I want to be. Um, but you can't just jump from A to Z. You have to go through all of the steps of the alphabet to get there. Uh, and I recommend that you, you figure out where you want to be at Z, and then you, you build in all the little steps to get yourself there. Um, but do it small and, and do it in a way that you can be consistent with it, too. So you don't want something that uh, just feels like you can't reach that, even on a weekly basis. You don't want to set your steps too big where it's just not feasible to get there because, again, it's so easy to give up if you do that. It's so well said. I wrote down, I heard this actually leadership quote this week. It said, we must master the micro before we ever have mastery over the macro. Mm. Peter Thiel said that. So that's so so intentional and so wise. And for me and, and for this beautiful listening audience, it really is what, is, what is the micro? What are those first few steps? And really start to master those few most important micro steps before you ever have mastery over that marathon, mm. which that really is the macro for you physically. Yep. And then obviously there's different macros that you have when it comes to uh, listening to podcasts as you drive and mm-hmm. reading a book a week, but really identifying what is that first step and what are those first few steps to really gain mastery over that micro. So I love that you said that. You also said something in a phone call that we had this week that really uh, really struck me in a wonderful way, and you said this, how you've personally handled failures. And you don't even like the word failure. You like to call them learning points. Mm -hmm. Share a little bit more about that, Justin. Yeah, certainly. Uh, We all experience failures on a daily basis. Uh, There's uh, not a single perfect person in the world. And so um, because of that, we shouldn't just brush off those failures. Because if we don't take those failures and turn them into learning points, they're going to happen to us again. And so um, as a failure, if I got a speeding ticket, well, if I got a speeding ticket for going 10 miles per hour over the speed limit, and I keep going 10 miles per hour over the speed limit, I'm going to get another speeding ticket. It's just going to happen. Uh, if I don't learn from that first one, it's going to happen to me again. And that's how I uh, take the approach with any failure that I have. And I've had some really large failures in life, and I have daily small failures. And it's important for me to uh, continually look back and process through those. Okay, what what happened in that scenario? Why did I fail? And how can I learn from that so that way I don't do that again? Right. Um, especially the, I mean, the big ones are the huge, the, the big failures are the ones that you really, really need to learn from. Uh, but even the, the small micro ones, the ones that you do day in and day out, if you don't actually take the time to sit back and review what happened, uh, what did I do, and what can I do differently to not have that happen to me again, you're just going to keep on that same path and you're never going to grow from it. Uh, so you really have to, uh, change your mindset of uh, it's not a failure, it's a learning point. And the terminology, too, when people use the word failure, uh, they often they think of themselves as a failure. So I failed in that scenario. Uh, they're going to just naturally over time continue to think more and more of themselves as a failure. And that's not true. None of us are failures in life. So um, God has plans for all of us. Uh, he's put us on these paths intentionally, and he's put us on these paths so that we, we learn from them and continue to grow. 
not just to continue to solidify that mindset that we're a failure and we can't do anything in life. So It's so well said. And I know even just this week I was thinking about this just at the end there. When you think about the Old Testament, you think about really the entire Old and New Testament, how many failures do we have recorded from men and women that are in the Hall of Faith Mm -hmm. in Hebrews? Mm -hmm. And I remember even just as I was tucking my kids into bed this week, uh, I call them the littles, so I was tucking in my 10-year-old and my 6-year-old, Kalen and Kenzie, and I was sharing the story of David, and the story of David's been ongoing now for about two weeks. And we're in the moment of him, obviously, with Bathsheba and really those mistakes that he made, but he didn't allow those mistakes and those, we don't like the word, failures to, I say, this is who I am. I'm not a failure. I'm going to use it as a learning point to really grow exponentially and fail forward, maybe using that word, but I'm going to use it as really an opportunity to be an incubus to grow. Mm-hmm. And and I love that you said that. Uh, before we get to the next question, Justin, one of the things that I also love that I wrote down in our phone call this week, and we just have amazing phone calls, I guess, because I'm taking notes, not while I'm driving, but I'm taking notes. And it was this, you talked about perspective and you said, really to have a different perspective, my 18-year-old self versus my 29-year-old self, the age that you are now, walk the listeners a little bit through that and kind of what you were getting at when you made that statement to me over the phone. Yeah. Uh, looking back to my 18-year-old self, uh, I I knew everything. I mean, as all 18-year-olds <laughs> do, we are that, uh, that know-it-all generation at that time. And um, I... Uh, if I could go back those 10, 11 years and talk to myself again, uh, there's just a laundry list of things that I would share with Justin back then uh, that I wish I knew even five years ago because I would have made so many fewer mistakes along the road. Um, And so uh, that's just, for me, part of that process of reflection and looking back at what did I do wrong over the last week, uh, month, year, 10 years, uh, and really trying to learn from those. And so for me, looking back at my 18-year-old self, I'm like, there's so many things I wish you would have done differently. I need to learn and make note of those now because in 10 years, I'm going to be looking back at my 29-year-old self and be saying like, uh, why'd you screw up on all those things again? Or hopefully I'm not saying that for all the things that I've learned over the last over the last 10 years. And so I'm definitely at the point now where um, looking back on that, that know-it-all 18-year-old, I'm like, I apparently knew it all then. I don't know anything now. And that's why for me with uh, the the growth mindset is like I, I'm focusing day in and day out on trying to continue to learn and grow and, and push myself to be better, which is very opposite of what I had 10 years ago, um, just be, from where I'm at in life. You know what? I have done this myself personally, and I've had men do this, uh, typically more like in a retreat style setting where I'll ask men to really process and take some time. And obviously, it's a great exercise for ladies as well. But I'll have them actually take some time to really pray through and really pontificate this question. And you just mentioned it. Write a letter to yourself, your 18-year-old self. And every single time that I do that myself or I have others do that, a lot of what you're sharing right now, it really frames in a beautiful perspective Uh, the life lessons that you've learned over that course of that period of time. And it also allows us to kind of really catapult and think ahead and think, okay, in the next 10 years, 
how will I continue to grow? Yeah. So it's a really good, really defined reality moment, looking back, but then defining reality where you are, and then also really setting some goals to say, as I dream to that preferred future of who I know God wants me to be and how I continually push myself to grow, this is how I want to grow, and this is the areas I want to grow and the goals that I'm probably going to set and the mastery that I really need over the micro to get me to the macro. So that's just a great exercise, and I love that you did that, and I love that you shared that with our listeners as well. Yeah, and and that's just that's solid right there because for me, there's so much value to that sitting back and reflecting um, what you challenged those guys to do or what you did yourself. There's so much value to doing that on a routine basis and, and, and being intentional to once or twice a year really to sit down and look at where was I at a year ago even, uh, where am I at right now, where do I want to be in a year. And that goes to, back to what we were talking about earlier with setting goals and being intentional about pushing yourself to get to different places. That goes in every aspect of life with, your, uh, with what you do at work, with your uh, family relationships, your spouse um, at home. Uh, physical exercise, all of those, you should be setting routine goals on a routine basis um, to always have something to aim for um, in the coming days, months, years. Uh, But you really can only set proper goals if you take the time to actually reflect on where am I at right now, where was I at a year ago, 10 years ago, um, and where do I want to be, and really documenting that. And also one thing you mentioned with that, that for me has been extremely valuable, is um, the the importance of accountability and having other people along the journey with you. So for me with my running, I would have never done it if I didn't have other friends that were willing to get up and go running with me. And sure, there's 50% of the time I'm running by myself because it's hard to talk people into getting up every day at 5 a.m. and going running with you. But You're not talking me into it. Uh, I figured know. that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. You're welcome if you ever want to. No, um, I'll play soccer at 5 a.m. with you, but not running. <laughs> uh, but I would have never gotten to the point of where I'm at today if it wasn't for having other friends that were willing to train alongside me, that were willing to do races with me, that were willing to do the half marathon with me. Uh, and just have that person that's like, hey, are you going running tomorrow? Yes, I am. Like, I wasn't going to. But now that you asked, I kind of have to. I know that someone else is thinking about it as well. And that goes for any aspect of life, too. You you need to have those accountability partners that are uh, even just really close friends that are going through life with you and are doing those same journeys with you. They've got the same goals of they want to grow physically, spiritually, mentally. Uh, and they're going to they're gonna be taking daily steps alongside of you. Um, to get themselves to that point, but they can hold you accountable to make sure that you're getting to that point as well. It's so well said. And I think for me, uh, as I hear that, Justin, I I hear the word in the back of my mind, tribe, and uh, friendships, tribe, community, those are all obviously synonyms. But when you think about this community around you, I think it's it's so vitally important. We've got to do life together with people that are going to hold us accountable, that are going to push us, that are going to really challenge us, Because this, when I look at the five closest people around me, that's really a barometer of who I am. So I need to really align my life with people that are going to continually be challenging me to grow physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And those are the people that I'm going to be in my tribe and do life together with. So I encourage these listeners that are with us, this family we have here, KPXQ, Faith Talk, let's do life together. God never created us to do life alone. So... Wherever you are right now, I just encourage you, do life with other people. Do life with people that are going to encourage you, uh, lift you up, but also say hard words to you in love. 
That's the community and the tribe that we need to run with. So, Justin, I want to jump into the second question. Beautiful question. What is your mission? Really the question of purpose. So what is your mission? And then really that kind of ties into this becomes kind of the purpose statement for everything you do. Yeah, my mission um, as a Christ follower, my mission is to live for Christ and to use what he has given me uh, to make a kingdom impact for him, to be a wise steward in every aspect of my life. And I've I believe God has called us to be wise stewards with more than just our finances, although that's extremely important. Um, but he's called us to be a wise steward of um, our bodies um, because that's that's the tool that he's given us to um, to reach others for him. Uh, he's, given, he's called us to be a wise steward of our relationships with our spouse, with our uh, family, with our kids, um, with our friends, our small group. Uh, he's called us to be wise stewards with our tribes at church and those that are around us on a daily basis and um, those that are reaching out into our communities. Uh, he's called us to be a wise steward at, at work. He wants us to uh, do valuable work for him um, and for those around us. And so um, I just, I, I believe that God has called me uh, to live a life that is honoring to him and makes uh, and is a wise steward of everything that he's given me. It's so well said to be a wise steward of everything he's given me, time, talent, treasure, mm -hmm. Such a great reminder from the truth of Scripture. And really, that's what I would say, Justin. I would say in your life, what I've been able to glean in and see, and also for these amazing listeners, it's really living a life of kingdom impact in your workplace, your family, your relationships, if you're in school right now. Really understand that life is about kingdom down, not culture up. Mm -hmm. So how do we really live lives where it's about kingdom down, not culture up. An unexamined life is not worth living. Socrates says that, and I really encourage us every single week as we get to do life together on The Form Show. Let's examine our lives. Justin Farrell, thank you so much for being my guest. He is the CEO of JF Consulting. He's a brother in Christ and a friend, and most importantly, he's a Christ follower. So thanks, Justin, so much for being on the show. Have an amazing Monday. We'll see you next week right here, 5 o'clock, KPXQ 1360.